Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 236 of the Keep Moving Forward podcast with me, your host, Anthony DiDomenico, coming to you live every Monday night, live on Instagram, live on Facebook, Instagram over at Comic Anthony D. But as always, the podcast is available at KMF Podcast. I was giving the wrong address, actually. That happens when I go live. I keep messing up. I've been doing this now for weeks. I mess up the intro every week. Why be difficult? Why is it so difficult? I don't know. It's anchor.fm slash KMF podcast. As always, the podcast is available at iTunes and five-star rate and review. I love reading those reviews. I love sharing on social media and bragging about the best podcast listeners out there. That's you guys. There is a brand new Patreon episode up. I recorded it yesterday. It's over at patreon.com slash KMF podcast. Now, listen, you can subscribe. You have access to this podcast and every other one out there. That's right. There's all five. Um, the last five months, I recorded one each month. So definitely check that out. Five new ones up there for you at patreon.com slash KMF podcast. This one I was talking about um, kind of the weekend I had my restart and stuff like that. So if I'm not going to cover tonight, because I do have a guest, so definitely go there and check it out. Uh, Built Bar is dropping some new flavors, some new sales. Check them out, builtbar.com. Use code WWBROPODCAST. Save yourself at least 10% off your order. Sail Away Coffee, the best nitro brew out there. It is a Long Island-based company. They ship all over, though. Definitely check them out, sailawaycoffee.com. Use code WWBRO10. You will save 10% off your order. My buddy John Ziegler just released his comedy special. Check this out. It's on YouTube. Follow him on Instagram. He finally joined Instagram over at John Ziegler Comedy. The link for his specials in his bio. Check it out. Uh, it's it's amazing. It's, it really is one of those specials you definitely want to listen to. As a comedy fan, I know I am a big, uh, big fan of this one. And I don't listen to a lot of comedy specials. So if I'm saying it, it has to be true. John Ziegler Comedy. Check it out. Link in bio. Uh, with that being said, I'm very excited about my guest today. We've been trying to make this happen for a little while. I'm so glad to have her on the show tonight. Megan, how are you? I'm good. Look how at this. You? We finally got here. We're here. It's been months. <laughs> it's been months. It's been years, though. Think about it. We've been trying to do this for okay, a while. It's, it's, yeah, it's been years. It's been, it's been years. It's been 84 years. I mean, it's from Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on. How old do you, do you think I'm, like, not old enough to know Titanic? I mean, it came out 25 years ago. I don't know if if that if that's your kind of movie or not. Wait, really? Has it been 25 years? I came out, like, 97, 98. Whoa. And I know okay. that because I graduated from high school in 97, so I know it's, it's around that time. Well, then, the, those were the days, man, 1997. That was a great year. I was six. It was six. Okay, thanks for making I me feel six. old. I'll be uh, 43. Sunday next week. Yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I don't mind being in my forties. I actually like my forties better than my thirties. It actually worked out better that way. Some people hey. are like, oh, I hate being an old. I'm like, nah, I don't mind it. Actually. I like that. I could do everything I want. I don't care what I wear anymore. Um, what I watch, what I listen to. It's just all out the window. Hell yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I actually had, um, like one of those little, uh, light bulb moments the other day we were eating cake and i don't even we were just doing the most like random shit and i was like wait we can just go and buy cake and eat cake yes whenever so like the best part of being an adult isn't it yeah i mean like literally anything you want to do you can do the most ridiculous things in the world like <laughs> i could not shower for six days if i really didn't want to if if you didn't want to yeah i mean and you can get away with it <laughs> because That's you know what i'm saying <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's crazy that like, you think about it as a kid. Like, I can't wait to become an adult. I'm going to do all these things. that, And, like, no, you actually do the adult things. Like, you go to work. You shower. Like, I'm like. Ew. 
Yeah. Ew, adulting. Adulting. I don't like fighting with my mother. I don't want to take a shower. I don't want to shower. I'm like, now I'm like, I have to shower. Like, I, I, it's my favorite time of the day. It's like, it's my relaxing time. That is you time. That is genuinely you time. Like, that, it's just you and the four walls. And that's it. And, I, and that's, well, it's crazy what you like. I tell my nephews all the time, like, you're going to love going to bed early. You're going to love sleeping and all this other stuff. It's going to be amazing. You're going to realize how great it is. Yeah, that's it's it's weird to, to like reflect back on because I remember being a kid and how staying up late was like the cool thing to do. And yeah, I'm so lucky to stay up past midnight these days. <laughs> it's that's great. that's that's like living large. That's like living on the edge. Yeah, I mean, I that's how I I like to stay up late. Um, just because I I I can't go to sleep early. Um, so I am up to like eleven, twelve o'clock most nights. That's late. Yeah. <laughs> To me, it is. <laughs> that, yeah, I think that that's late, but I, you know, kids oh, these days. Way to shoot me down, Megan. You know, like that's late. That's not baby stuff. But anyway, I'm very excited to have Megan on. You can follow Megan on Instagram, Megan's Mission. Uh, one of the old school original uh, WW accounts that I followed, OG WW accounts back in the day. Um, it's just it's crazy how things. I think the whole. Instagram world has shifted a little bit since you first got on. Do you see a difference? Yeah, it's a it's a one eighty. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, because you know when I, when I first got on Instagram, first of all, I didn't know people made different pages for their weight losses. I've, I've talked about this on the podcast before, so it's just my page has been my page forever. Um, but I remember like everybody was like obsessed with becoming an ambassador and. It was very ambassador driven and we tried to be part of the cool kids and stuff like that. And, you know, I think that since once the program went away, uh, people, I think we got to see more of themselves than what people were trying to do. Dude, I wanted to be a Weight Watcher ambassador so bad. Oh, you preaches to the choir on that one. I wanted it so bad. And looking back, I was like, that's so stupid. Like, what? (laughs) respectfully they didn't even get paid not like it okay not like that matters but they had them doing some like work like really putting in like work for nothing i mean i don't know well i mean it was built in advertisement you had you know however many ambassadors you had they were preaching ww they were showing product and it was that title but you know you did get some stuff i mean you got anybody i think that became an ambassador they if they weren't at 10k they went over 10k followers um, so at that time you got the big thing. I remember this from Instagram, the swipe up. Yeah. That was the big thing to get that swipey up thing where you can then put links in it and everything. Um, yeah. So, I mean, everybody was trying to do that. And so, I mean, it was definitely like a, more of a status thing and, uh, kind of gave you clout in the, in the Instagram community, um, uh, more than anything else. Yeah. And that, that was, a that was an interesting time. I wanted it so badly. And I think, at that time, it's because everybody was like, you, you, be, you know, you pretty much are like, you're such a, like a preacher for the, the programming. You're such a great example. I'm like, yeah, like I want that. Like, you know, during Thanksgiving, they, they sent people like all this food mm-hmm. and like all these really cool things to have like a Friendsgiving. Yeah. Like I want to do that. I had a little bit of FOMO, not going to lie. Yeah. I was like, oh, I, I want to do that. I want to put these things on. I want to put parties on to be, be fun. Um, but I, I, I wanted at one point, like I remember I wanted so bad that everybody thought I was going to get it. Like everyone was like, when I didn't get it, when it came out and they announced who it was, I had like, probably like a hundred DMS and, and people I didn't even know, like, Oh my God, I can't believe they didn't pick you. And I was like, nah, it is what it is because I was up there and like, they were telling me that I was what they were looking for. Like I, they had brought me down to pick my brain about podcasting and I did a podcast with them. Um, they were looking to do one. Now, if you follow WW, that those walk talks they have, it's very similar to what I was telling them to do. But I'm not gonna not gonna sour grapes here. Um, but they were telling me like this is what we're looking for. That's you know we want a, a guy around your age, regular guy, you know people can relate to. And I think you know people, you know, gravitated more towards those those type of people. Um, that I think that's why I wanted it so much. And I know you you know you wanted. It, the benefits, I mean, the, the whole package is people were getting was amazing. Well, 
not not just that i think i there there was such a and to this day obviously not weight watcher related but there's just like this burning passion in my soul to want to help people and inspire Mm -hmm. people and i felt like at that time a couple years ago like that was that that like was almost like the affirmation that i was doing that even though like in hindsight i was i've I was doing that and I am doing that. So. Well, yeah, you were doing it from, from basically day one. I mean, and, and it looks like you found a lot of comfort in the community. Um, you know, people like-minded people. Did you find that like at a certain point it became like more stressful than it was comforting or were you always like, this is what I got to do? Instagram as a whole? Yeah. There was absolutely a time that it became overwhelming. I actually deactivated my account for almost a year. I, well, it was like it was like seven or eight months. I was I, completely off the grid. I had that up here. Uh, talk, that's why I was leading into it. Look at that. I like that. You're on the same wavelength here. Um, so, yeah, you would went away for a while. And um, and to somebody who has the following that you have, I mean, to, most people can't fathom that. They're like, how, why would you do this? You have this following. Um, what people don't realize is, though, I mean, it's the old Spider-Man live. Great power comes with great responsibility. I'm sure people you know, messaged you and, you know, DM'd you about, you know, weight loss. And it almost became like a a job, I assume, right? Yeah. And I think that's an issue too, is um, people, people think it's my job. People like, people think that I'm an influencer. Yeah. Not realizing that I, I, I work like nine to six every day in the home office doing like a real job. No disrespect. But that's just not my job. No, but you have, like I said, you no, you have a job that pays your bills and everything else. I mean, so you have to. Exactly. It's, yeah, disrespecting anybody because some people do make a living off of Instagram, but people, you know, the most don't. Most don't make, you know, they have to still work and everything. So, and I, like, I remember sometimes like, I would get that too. Like, people ask me a question, but like, I'm in the middle of work and then I get like question marks. Like, you know, no, I have to, you have to wait until I can get to that. It's just two seconds. Yeah, it's overwhelming, man. It, 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 you know, even even still, every now and then, it can get a little bit overwhelming. And but the difference is now instead of shutting down and deactivating my shit, is is this PG? Am I? Do I have to watch the profanity? A uh, little, well, yeah. I mean, if you can help it, yeah. We, Got it. I I put <laughs> I, it out as PG, but you know, I don't. You know, <laughs> if something slips, something slips. Just be honest and open, and whatever comes out. Got it. Um, but the, the difference now is I know how to establish boundaries. So the minute I realize that it's not doing it for me mm-hmm. and it's it's me overexerting too much like mental, emotional energy, I don't do it anymore. Yeah. I mean that's that's the key. And I think and I think that when we were trying to become ambassadors, we I think put too much stock in that we had to drop everything and, and answer these people's questions and, and be that for them. And I see it now just as, um, as the whole landscape has changed people like, and I know myself doing it too. Like, no, like if I don't like something, I'm going to call you out on it. And just, yeah. there's a re- you know, I'm a person like you're a person and I'm not just somebody that, you know, you're looking at a screen and you can say whatever you want to. It's not going to go down that way. And I'm sure you've yeah, gotten your share. We, we of, both experienced yeah, that. I mean, it's, I mean, it's crazy. You went away for like seven months, deactivated the account. And like, did you like, when that was going on, did you have an itch to come back? Or were you like, no, 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 I need this time. I might never come back again. So I really needed that time. And actually there were things that went on during that time that like further validated and made me not want to come back even more. And that was people like going out of their way and finding my mom or my partner and messaging them and asking like, if I'm okay. And like, I understand, I understand the concern, right? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, there, there is that platform and, you know, you, you are out there and all of a sudden you disappear and that can be like, well, what the hell? But for someone that is very introverted, that like spooked me. Yeah. Kind of freaked me out. But um, you know, I think once I was able to kind of overcome that and, and learn those boundaries and realize that like I can come back and, and not drive myself crazy. 
um, I'm back. And I'm happy, man, because I'm, I'm doing this on my terms. You could totally see that as someone who's followed you for, for years. Um, this is a different Megan. This is totally your terms and, and everything else. And, you know, so, I mean, let's go down that road a little bit, that journey. So what first makes you start WW back when you first started? What's, what's the, the reason that got you into those doors? So WW was the first thing that I had. Well, obviously not the first thing I've tried because I think we've all tried tried everything yeah yeah. weight watchers was pretty much like my last effort and i thought that that would work for me because i had seen so many people on the instagram community Mm -hmm. my age late 20s finding success and you know everybody is doing all these fad diets and i did know better at that time that you know supplements and and this and that like it just was total nonsense baloney so i had that at least but seeing other people succeed with weight watchers that was like okay well if they can do it i can do it so let's just give it a shot and that was in late 2018 and uh i talk about it in in you know all the time but i will gladly tell you that my eye-opening moment was in disney world at the end of 2018 and it was like the most miserable experience in the world. Um, I was very uncomfortable, very hot, very sweaty, could not breathe well. Um, my legs and my feet were swollen. I was swollen just in general from the heat and water retention. It was just the most uncomfortable experience of my life. And it was my my aha moment. It was my I'm sick of my own shit. No, it's okay. No. Moment. No, if it's listen, you can say if it's coming. This is this is real stuff. I I'm not gonna edit real stuff, but I. But I was I was done with I I I think I think everybody hits hits that point, and sometimes people hit it over and over again. And I think I've definitely had a couple of those points over the years, but that was the first big like, what are you doing? Yeah, like come on, like get your stuff together. So when I was on that trip in Disney, I literally said, I'm joining Weight Watchers as soon as I get home. And I did. And that's like a huge deal. The fact that I even followed through with that. Well, that's the that's first step is getting through that door. And, you know, because you know what it is? I know for myself, like I've done this um, multiple times, but like every time it's like I walk in those doors and I just feel overwhelmed at what's like ahead of me. And I think a lot of people have that feeling. But they don't, you know. You just realize you just take that first step, and then you, you know, you'll you'll see what happens after that. You get into a groove, you get into a rhythm, and you had a lot of success on WW. I did, yeah. And, and to your point, like the, the overwhelming feeling is when you have so much weight to lose, and the the number is, mm-hmm. you know, not not undermining anyone that has a smaller amount to lose. But when you're over a hundred pounds to lose, over hundred and fifty pounds to lose or even more than that, it is very overwhelming because you feel like it's not anywhere within reach Yeah, at all. Oh, like, yeah. Not it, even remotely close. It feels like, you know, I know for myself, I remember saying that, like, you know, my, my dad would always say to me, like, hey, you know, you got to do something, you got to, you know, and I'd be like, well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take, like, forever. And he goes, yeah, that time's going to go by anyway. You know, that's what you're going to do with it. Yeah. And I think about that all the time, even now, you know, even that time's gone by and I've, you know, have had, you know, my, my regain and restart and everything else. It's true. It's, it's time's not stopping. It's it's, it's, it moves on and you have to move with it. Exactly. That's really good advice. I like that. He's a very smart man. He's uh, (laughs) a much smarter than me. Very (laughs) smarter than me. That's why, uh, that's why I, sometimes I try to listen to him. I know as a kid, I didn't let, you know, you don't listen to anything your parents tell you, but um, as an adult, I definitely see that more and more about how right he was. Sounds like a good man. Very, very good man. Very good man. Um, so you then, before you went, I did, I, I did have success, like you said. Though yeah. I, I was able to be successful in my doctors before I decided not to do it anymore. Very successful. So, you you dropped overall well over a hundred pounds. You were doing very about hundred. Yeah, I mean that's a hundred. That's that's nothing to sneeze at. I mean, you think about like a hundred pounds you dropped on Weight Watchers. Um, and then I remember when you came back. You were just, you look totally different. You were transformed. 
And I know before you had went away, you had started exercising a lot more like with weights and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So you, did you decide that one of the reasons you went away is because you made that decision to have the weight loss surgery or was it, you did it while you were away or did it coincide or anything like that? I get still that a lot and they had nothing to do with each other because I had actually made the decision before deactivating, Okay, but it wasn't something that I talked about at the time because I didn't want to give anybody the opportunity to talk me out of it. And I don't want to give anybody the opportunity to cloud my mind with their own opinions, which I know that the mental stability, I, I, it would have affected me. I know for sure it would have affected me. So I kept it to myself. Um, I didn't even tell my family until like, I think two, two weeks beforehand. Really? And, uh, yeah. Wow. You kept that close to the vest there. Okay. And it wasn't, it's tough, right? Because it wasn't like keeping a secret. It was more, I mean, I guess in a sense, yes, but it was, I had my heart and my head set on it and I didn't want anybody's opinion to factor into that. And everybody always has an opinion always no matter if it's positive or negative it's true yeah it's absolutely true so i knew that i had to you know just keep that to myself for that time and i'm so glad i did because there is a big chance that i wouldn't have gone through with it and it is the best decision i ever made yeah i mean you seem incredibly happy with the decision you seem very happy with the way things are going uh, and you know it's true. Sometimes you need to step away, and you need to. You you know it's the right decision. You you made that decision, yeah. but you're right. There's outside forces. People try to put their own things in, whether it be good or bad. Uh, they want to tell you how it should be and what you should be doing. And you know when you make up your mind to do something, I know for myself, like I'm I'm thick headed, and that, but and that's and sometimes it's good because like when I make up my mind, that's it. You know, no one's going to change it if I know it's the right thing. But it's also bad that I don't try new experiences sometimes. But regardless, you know, it's good. That, it's good that you had that that you know state of mind in yourself that be like, no, this is what I'm doing, and I have to keep it, you know, on on the down low. And then, like, you know, when I'm ready to talk about, it, I'll talk about it. And you did. You when you came back to Instagram it was a little while even after you came back, you started talking about it. Um, yeah. Now, did you get a lot of negative feedback or was it was positive? I got like one standout negative person okay. who this woman made like account after account to troll my photos and posts, oh. even though I kept blocking her, like just obsessed with me, like very flattering. <laughs> but overwhelmingly positive response. Um, there were a few people and there still are a few people that, you know, will comment on something that have been around for a while and maybe haven't been around my page and maybe I showed up in their feed for the first time in a couple of years and would seem disappointed and say, Oh, well, I thought you lost that weight naturally. And like people just love to, um, you know, take your thunder away and try to undermine the hard work that you put in. But 99% of the people, very positive. Good. I'm, I'm glad because I know, like you said, with that, what you said before about people saying you didn't lose it naturally. I mean, and unfortunately, you did, first of all, you did lose it naturally. You, you had, like anybody else, you used a tool and you lost it naturally because but they don't, people don't realize what weight loss surgery. And I'm probably the person who hasn't had it, but is the biggest advocate for it because I have so many friends like yourself who have been so successful. I mean, I just had a couple of weeks ago, John Arpino was on. Um, and that kid, I mean, it, I, my, my friend, John Ziegler, actually, when I was talking about the comedian said to me, he goes, you know, I started following your friend on Instagram. He goes, that kid's working. I go, yeah, it's all he does. He busts his ass. And, yeah. you know, to say that people, that's not natural. I mean, to me, not natural is if someone stuck a, a vacuum in, in you and sucked everything out. That's not natural. Or no one just like, you know, you didn't like have like a magic surgery that like, you know, they removed all the fat from your body and like, okay, you have a do over. You had the surgery and then you had to work and then it was going to work. And it's actually, it's, you think about it, you had to you eat differently. You drink things differently. You had to almost train your body again 
you know, yeah. how did that work out with, you know, even just getting into a workout routine? So surgery was in July of last year. It's actually, I just hit a year. Oh, like, wow. A week Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Super, super exciting. And uh, I didn't, I had exercise before, you know, I was really big into orange theory before mm-hmm. the pandemic when it closed down and that was, that closed that chapter. But um, for anybody that doesn't follow me, for those who do follow me, I don't have to say it because it's all I talk about. I'm a big proponent of weightlifting. Yes. <laughs> um, I actually didn't even start until like four months after my surgery. It's been less than a year I've been doing this. I started in late November. It was like right after Thanksgiving. So the journey to get there, um, it was four months after surgery that I started really working out. And the only reason it was that long was because I got COVID in September and it okay. like completely kicked my butt like it took me out and uh i waited until i could breathe normally (laughs) and then i went for it but um it was it was even more exciting to get into a new workout routine because i feel like when you go through surgery mentally and physically it's such a hard reset Mm -hmm. and i felt like that's when my life really began And that's when I felt like this new opportunity and this new chance to go and try something new. And like, I felt so capable, even though I was like, not lifting very (laughs) heavy, but I started. Yeah. And that's the important thing is you just have to, you just have to start. So. Yeah. And I, I, I saw like, you know, I know I've been following you big into the orange theory and then like, you know, you built this incredible gym in your basement in your old house um, you miss yeah. you miss that gym, right? That gym was legit. That was legit. That was like, I mean, if you notice, people post like pictures from like these gyms that look like the gym you had in your basement. Like you actually had like a real. You guys probably kind of charge a membership. You had people coming uh, over. You made some money off of it. it you know, it been Megan's gym, and you had t-shirts. <laughs> I mean, think about it. It's all. It was a really, really, really dope space. Yeah, but huge basement. However, now. Our gym is in a bedroom, but it's a big bedroom, but quality over quantity, all the equipment in this new gym setup is like a million times better than anything we ever had before. We like really invested in some nice stuff and highly recommend it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I I see what you guys got there. It's, 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 it's legit. I mean, and it's, you know, it's good though. You, you, You took the time and you you know, you had your setup and you know what you need now and exactly. upgraded as, as you upgrade, which is nice. Yeah. That was a huge deal too, is because there were things that we bought for the basement gym that we used like twice. And like what we didn't really need this, like the battle ropes really cool. But like, what do we use them like twice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they're cool, Yeah, but novelty i guess and plus it's probably nice and air conditioning now working out right it's yeah it was hot down in the basement it was really hot but now we got the air we have have central air we never had central air air in new jersey i just have to say like this is my first time ever having central air and it's like a huge deal i know like when my my uncle first moved to florida this is back in 89 i you know i remember like you know just walking into his house and everything was cold like everywhere you went was cold and it was like, you know, and I'm like, what is this? And he goes, oh, we have central air. I'm like, central air? I'm like, what, what is this magic you're talking about? This this sorcery that, you know, that happens here. It's it's insane. I'm always cold. I, I well, my uncle then, like, you know, got, like, Florida blood. And, like, it would be like, we'd be, like, sweating at night. And my, my brother would be like, oh, Uncle Joe, what are you doing? Like, we'd actually go and put the air conditioning down. He goes, no, you put the ceiling fan on you. It's not, I'm like, no, it's not enough. It's Florida. It's It's hot. My house is always cold, though. Yeah, no, I you have to I, have a cold. Yeah, but it's like really hard to regulate central air. Is it? Yeah, because you know you put it at like seventy-two, yeah. then it gets too hot. So you drop it to seventy-one, then you're cold, and it's just like there's no happy medium. There's no like seventy-one and a half. No, you know either. I don't. Right now it says <laughs> it's seventy-three in this house, but I am I have goosebumps right now. You're cold. Okay, I mean, it's, it's later in the day, and maybe at night it happens. I don't know, my, my temperature, like I keep, well, I have like a air conditioner in my bedroom. I keep on 64 at night when oh, I sleep. I like, I like being cold when I sleep. Me too. I got to be freezing. And like, you know, other than that though, it's, I'm comfortable, like, you know, around 70, 
in the, in the house. I think that's that's good. Yeah, but I think seventy in Florida is different than seventy in New Jersey. Uh, yeah, I, 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 even inside, like. Oh, I, I yeah, it's that I. I spent a lot of time in Florida. My cousin lives in Boca, um, which is South Florida, and nice. it gets it gets hot there. And I know when I go down there, I'm right. just like, I'm like, I'm, I'm not deal, I'm not dealing with that. But do you find now, like, you know, do you get more cold now that you've lost weight, or is it still? Oh God, yeah, that yeah. Was... And you know, you know what else too? I like genuinely enjoy the heat. Like, I used to hate being in the heat yeah. because I was always hot, obviously, but just like very uncomfortable with sweating and just like not having a good time, avoided being outside like the plague. But now like I live for it. We went to the store two days ago or yesterday or something and it was hot and I just like felt the sun penetrating my skin. I'm just like, I love it. I love it. It's so, it's so weird, but yeah, I I I do get more cold though. I do like, you know, I'm still down a lot from my, my heaviest. Um, that's one of the first things I noticed was that, you know, I froze everybody out in the winter and the summer. Like it had to be cold in, in the office. You know, I share an yeah. office with other people, so I was always complaining it was hot. That's one thing I've noticed. Like even, you know, this winter I was cold. I was, it was, and one of the women I work with was like, that's, you know, she's like, oh my God, it's stuffy. And I'm like, no, it's it's nice because it's freezing outside. So I adjust better to cold. Um, I feel the cold more, but the heat is still um, not my friend. It's still uh, still that battle. I don't think it gets better for everyone because I know plenty of people who sit there and they're like, I've lost like all this weight and I'm still like very uncomfortable. Like you're just crazy. Yeah, that's I think my, my, my blood's <laughs> that way because, you know, you got to stick me in the shade. That's but you know what it is? I, I, that- I jump in the pool now and I'm like, I'm good. And that like cools me down for the rest of the day. Someone commented, I guess oh, that's yeah. someone that you know. Yes, you hated when I opened that window. Oh yeah, that's that's the woman I work with. That's my that's my coworker <laughs> Jeannie. So like it would be in the morning. It's like you know, and and I live on Long Island, and we have cold winters. It's it's, it's cold here. I don't care what I, it's the Northeast, and it's just like the first thing as soon as the heat would kick on. Like literally, the heat would just kick on in the morning because we start at seven thirty, so that's when the heat would kick on. So of course, it's it's going to be a hot rush of air is going to come down from the vent, and right away, Jeannie be opening the window. I'd be like, "Close the fucking window! What are you doing?" I'm like, "It's it's cold. It's cold air." And then like in the it's like nice throughout. The bugs come in. I'm like, "I don't need this." And I just I just like temperature control. I'm, I'm with the, I. Central air is awesome. My, my brother's got central air in his house, and it's it's the greatest thing. You walk in, it, it's cold, and I, that's what I like. It's not even just that, though. It's not having to log a 200-pound piece of plastic up the stairs every year. Yeah, I mean, I, I bought this air condition. Um, it's a port. I, I, if I bought my bedroom, it's a portable unit because uh, my windows okay. go side to side, so I can't put the, the casing in. Um, it's It's 70 pounds, but awkward. And yep. I was like, yeah, I could do this. I can lift 70 pounds. I mean, 70 pounds is nothing. I mean, I lift 70 pounds with one hand. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, I curl my nephews, like, with one arm. Like, I, I can lift 70 pounds. <laughs> I, I carried this thing up. I thought I was going to die. I mean, it was just the awkwardness of, like, trying to get, like, a one step and, like, carrying it. Right. It was, yeah, it was just, like, <laughs> the next week my back was out. My my knee hurt. Like, my, my I think I pulled something in my shoulder. Oh, my like, it was God. Just, it, was, it was a total mess. So, like, you know... Uh, that's one thing I can about. I got it's just it was just awkward. But yeah, you're right. You don't have to lug that. You'll never have to do that again. But now you're trained for That's, it, so you might as well, you know. Oh man. It's <laughs> I, I would never do that again, ever. And there was multiple. Like we had air conditioners in, in every room. So like we had like four and Yeah. If you don't have oh, central air, you got them in every you know, almost every, you know, every other room. Absolute hell. Do you do you then, miss New Jersey, uh, or you, you you're adjusting to Florida well? Um, I this is going to sound so cold, no pun intended, but like I really don't miss New Jersey. Okay, that's not cold. You you made it. I miss my family. Yes, but course. like the, actually being there in the state of New Jersey. I mean, no, <laughs> I don't know. Like, is there? A, it it almost makes me feel guilty. Like, no. should I? No, I mean, what I what I'm getting from you know this interview and what we're talking about is that 
you make a decision and it's a decision and you're, that's it. You're done. Whatever, you know, you're ready to move on and it, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I wish I had that a little bit in me. Like I could cut the, I mean me, like I left my childhood home and I wanted to have an anxiety attack every day. Like I, I don't, I don't do well with, with change. I, I really, I really don't like, and I would like, if I left Long Island, I don't think I could handle it. I think I would be like, you know, looking at the pictures on the computer of Long Island and different, different things. And like, this is my home. Um, you know, and most like you know, my my family's here. My brother's got the kids. I'm very attached to them. I feel bad living away from them, but I don't think there's anything wrong with not missing. You know, you made the decision. You wanted to move, and you you and it was great about you said like you thought about this for years. Oh yeah, and I gotta tell you, and I think about it often. It was meant to be mm-hmm. because if if we had waited another day. This wouldn't have happened because the housing market down here is so insane. Like the houses are there. There's bidding wars on every single house and there's more buyers than there are houses and the interest rates on the house. And it was just the perfect storm. We were able to put the offer in on this house before it even went up on the market. So, and, and it was going to go up on the market like the next day. So I, when I say if we waited one more day, I quite literally mean if we waited one more day, I would not be sitting here. That's crazy how things like that happen. Because, you know, when during COVID, like everybody moved to Florida. Like that was like the place, the destination. It was like, <laughs> I'm moving to Florida. And I know a lot of people here in Long Island and New York did the same thing. So, I mean, it, it's weird because like my uncle moved down there in 89. Like they built his house from like nothing. It was like his neighborhood wasn't even made yet. And so many people were like going down. And I think it's kind of like a reverse now where it's like people are bidding on houses in Florida. It was never like that. It was like they were, they have like it's a crazy. welcoming, like, come on, no, come on down, please. Everybody will build you a house. It'll be awesome. You'll love it. Uh, you know, name your price. And now it's like a bidding war. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. And the prices of houses have gone up like a lot. Yeah. And it's all transplants. Like a house just sold like two weeks ago and like two houses down and we drove past the house, New York plates. Yeah. New York. This is like warmer New Jersey. (laughs) It is. I mean, transplants. It's crazy. Like the Florida is definitely like a, a, just a a warmer Northeast. It it really is. And there's a lot of New Jersey, New Yorkers that, uh, that transplanted down there. Um, and I, like, you know, I always run into, whenever I'm there, just like I happen to run into somebody and they'll like, you know, they'll hear the accent and they'll be like, Oh, where, where are you from? And you didn't a conversation. Um, yeah. but it has to feel good though, a little bit like, you know, that you're not so far from home in that way that there's familiar people around. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it's, there's so many like pieces of home down here. Like we have Wawa, you know? Well, there you we go. Have Wawa. I love Wawa. Uh, the pizza is not terrible. Pizza is terrible. It's, it's okay. Uh, We've only had pizza at one place down here. And I think it's because maybe I'm scared. I don't know. But it was like, okay. But, oh, my God. We went, well, I went to New York for a business trip, like, I don't know, three weeks ago mm-hmm. or so. And I had a piece of, ti- a piece of Times Square. I had a piece <laughs> of pizza in Times Square. And you know that, like, it's good pizza, but it's a tourist, it's yeah. a touristy thing, so it's not, like, the best pizza. But, God, let me tell you, this slice of pizza that I had in Times Square, like, hit the spot. Put some oregano on there. Yeah, it will, because it's, it's a New York water that does it, I think. Um, oh but, you know, God. it is good. I mean, I've had I've had dollar pizza in the village. Um, there's this place by, um, there's a, where the comedy cellar is on uh, McDougal. There is a Dollar pizza, it's dollar pizza, and it's not the best pizza in the world, but it's it's really good. Like it's 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 like oh my god, this is for a dollar, and it's it's New York pizza. And I always like tell people like if they're I see they're in the village and they're like oh where's a good spot? I'm like there's a dollar spot by McDougal. I think I think you should just go try that, you know, and just to you know get some New York pizza. And yeah, there's other places you can go also, but definitely give that spot a try. There's nothing like New York pizza. That's that's the number one. Is it still a dollar even after like inflation and everything? I haven't been to the city since COVID, so I don't know. Maybe it's a dollar twenty-five now, like the Dollar Tree near me. Um, yeah, the Dollar Tree down the block <laughs> from my house. Um, it's a dollar twenty-five. Everything's dollar twenty, but it's still called Dollar Tree. 
how they got you. It's how they, they wheel you in. They're like, hey, some things might be a dollar. I don't know if it's, it's, it's true or not. Some things. It's like dollar general. Not a, like everything is. Or no, wait, did you know, like kind of related, but not really. At five below, it's now 10 below, but it's still called five below. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, now at five below, things can go up to ten dollars. This world, what it ruining my life? I'm not, I can't now. I can't go to five below anymore. I, I was gonna go to Target, and that's it. Oh, I love Target. You know, but I'm not one of those stereotypical Target people. You know the memes that are like, "Oh, I went to Target for a jar of peanut butter, and I spent two hundred fifty dollars." I could probably count on my hand, on one hand, the amount of times I've been at Target in the last two years. Yeah, I, I think I've been like twice. I like Target, but I, there's nothing that I, every time I go, I'd have to spend two hundred and fifty dollars. I mean, they don't have any good wrestling figures anymore. The 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 <laughs> the, 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 the the toys there are horrible. The I essentials. Mean, yeah, listen, I used to go back in the day. Um, I was in my twenties. I used to get by like the figures, the wrestling figures, the wrestling belts. Like they used to have all this stuff there. They don't the Star Wars figures. They don't have them there anymore. It's all garbage. So that's why I couldn't spend uh two hundred and fifty in Target. I gotta go. I gotta go. You know, regular places now. I'm just cheap, dude. I wish I was. I wish I was. I I don't make enough money not to be, but I'm just like I have a problem. I still I cannot spend money. You know the one thing that I don't cheap out on? Yeah. Food. Well, no, I mean, and I see that you, you guys are always eating good stuff. I mean, but it's so now getting back to the whole the weight loss surgery thing. So, yeah, I think that's maybe why, you know, another reason why you don't cheap out on food, because like, you know, you can't eat what you used to before. Right. So. Well, yes and no. OK. And I, I, I love talking about this because I feel like there's a stigma where like everybody that gets weight loss surgery is keto. They're like, oh my God, you can't have carbs anymore. You can't have just any, anything, literally anything. They're like, oh, well, you need to eat like very clean and very healthy for the rest of your life. I'm okay. like, no, <laughs> no. I mean, we ordered, we ordered crumble cookies and I've had one like every single night for the past week because they fit into my macros. But <laughs> what I'm getting at is- They look so good, by the way, those crumble cookies. Oh my God. Ugh. They're so good. They have a different menu every week, and this week they have um, one that's based off of the strawberry shortcake ice cream bar, the Good Humor one. Get out! Uh huh. That was so underrated. That strawberry shortcake Good Humor bar. People don't realize how good that uh-huh. was. The best, but I'm gonna get one because I can eat it. And you know, I, I understand there are people that have surgery and they understand that you know certain things are like trigger foods for them and i completely understand and respect that and they purposely cut them out because you know that's just that's that's their prerogative right and i Mm -hmm. understand that um but i've worked to have a healthier relationship with every and all food and there is nothing that i don't have i am like the world's biggest cheesecake connoisseur and uh yeah i uh good thing i like eating good food I mean, that's, that's great that, you know, they, they hear that because, you know, and that's probably people listening being like, oh, my God, if they're on the fence about it, they can, no, no, you could still eat those things. And what I've been doing since I got my, my act back in, in gear here, I've been trying to do more of that as well as not restrict myself as far as like, you know, because I used to go balls to the wall, like, you know, track and point. And I still do that. I still track. I still weigh and measure everything I eat, even if it's going over what I think it should be. I'm still holding myself accountable. What I cut out was that one cheat day where you would, I would go crazy. And yeah. that like, you know, if I'm out at my brother's or something and they're making like last night we had pasta and pesto and little sausage and fresh mozzarella. And I, I ate, that's what I had for dinner last night, but I knew I was going to be eating more that night. So I had a small breakfast, you know, I, you know, a little snack for lunch. And then that was, you know, I, counted what i what i ate and like you know and i was i was satisfied at the one plate which normally i would have had like you know seven servings of pesto because it's, it's absolutely amazing um mm. the difference in mindset between like going and enjoying yourself and, and you know allowing yourself to have these things versus mm-hmm. like cheat day like you said um i follow someone who posted something and it, it's a little extreme sounding but like the the, the principle of it all makes sense 
they had said that a cheat day is just a planned binge. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think, I think we've all, or, you know, a lot of people who have been on a weight loss journey has been there where like, when you have that cheat day, like you are cheating, like you are going balls to the wall, not giving a dang about what you're eating. Like it's your cheat day. So you can eat whatever you want. That's how it got for me. And it was, it was, you know, I didn't feel good like a day or so afterwards, you know, and it's like, you know, mm-hmm. what am I doing? Like, I'm like, I know what this stuff tastes like, but I would like, if something came up during the week, I'd be like, oh, I can't have that. I, you know, I got to, and I got myself so strict during the week that on that after weigh-in, it was like, step aside. Oh my God. <laughs> Can I talk about weigh-in for a minute? Yes, please. Man, weigh-ins at Weight Watchers used to be so triggering to me. And like, I know that, I think you you find like the meeting super helpful, but mm-hmm. me, and and I just want to throw it out there. It was so triggering for me because my weigh-in day was Tuesday at six p.m. and I purposely like didn't eat all day because I was afraid of weighing more at weigh-in. Yes, I would go and I would take off my Apple Watch. I would take off my glasses. I would take off my rings, my jewelry, like the most ridiculous things because I was so scared of gaining even an ounce. You mm-hmm. know and Anyway, weigh used to be so triggering. And I, I, I kind of took the power out of that a little bit. So what I do yeah. is, so I always weighed in on um, Monday nights. My meeting was Monday nights. And I used to do the same thing. I would eat my breakfast. I wouldn't eat after 12 o'clock. And it was just an apple at 12. I'd have my breakfast and an apple at 12 o'clock. And I couldn't eat that apple past 12 o'clock because I had weigh-in at 5.30 so uh, like or five fifteen. Yeah. So I would wear the same weigh-in outfit every day and every every Monday, and I would same thing. Like I take my my watch off. Anything I could take out, it was out of my pockets. And if I had like a bad weight, I'd be like, oh well, because I ate something today, or I didn't drink enough water, or something like that. That when the pandemic happened, I started weighing. I still kept weigh-ins, but I weighed in the morning. Yep. That when we got back into the studio, I just kept that. I'm like, you know what? I get up, I weigh in in the morning. That's it. It's out of my day, and I don't worry about it. And then my Monday workshop closed. I go Wednesday now, and I still weigh in Monday, and I go to the Wednesday workshop. And I, one of the members actually said to me, he goes, why don't you weigh in here? I'm like, because I have my routine, and this is where I'm happy. And I don't have that stress or the triggering that, like, you know, all day I'm stressed about it. I have my day, I weigh in. I step on the scale. Whatever it is, it is, and I go about my week, and I use the workshop for what it's intended for is to actually, you know, get my inspiration and, and hear some new ideas. But you're right. It, it was it's, it's It could be triggering. It's nice that you took that power back. Yeah. It's so it's so important. And you, you made the one point you were you were saying that, you know, depending on, like, uh, if you had uh, eaten that day or, or something or another, and I think that's important to work on too when you're on a weight loss journey is to realize that, you know, you can gain like two pounds in a week and you might just have to take a dump. Like, yeah, it could be like the most random things <laughs> like, or like in the summer, your body retains water. Like, it's just like, you know, yeah. like my, my friend Nick works indoors, the air conditioning's busted in his place. And he went up a couple weeks from like, dude, I said, you're working all day long on your feet in the heat. Your body is going to hold on to every ounce of water. It can. I said, you can't drink enough water to get that out. I said, it is what it is. And just sometimes, no matter what you do, your body will, it's, you're stepping on it. You know, it's the the universe does not know that you should weigh less that time, that once a week. So it's an overall thing. And I kind of, you know, I had to get away from that because I would get really mental um, and really work myself up about that weigh-in, that, if I had a bad way in, I would sit there in the workshop at just blank. Oh, yeah. and, and it's like, you know, and I was like that when I played little league too, if I struck out, I was like, you know, I was out of it. Like I could take myself out of the game. And like, I missed half the workshop because I'm sitting there annoyed and aggravated going over my week. Like, what did I, what did I do wrong? So I had you let I, it get to your head. I let it get to me. Yeah. So I took the power back. I just was like, you know, I weigh in Monday mornings when I get up and that's it. Good for you. Before I step in the shower, I get on the scale, and whatever that is, I put it into the phone. If it's up, it's up. If it's down, it's down. And uh, go about my week. 
that's the, that's the attitude that you have to have. It's hard because, you know, it's so hard. Oh my God. My first weight gain on Weight Watchers, it was, <laughs> so I started in November and I was consistently losing, riding that train. Like, yeah, had my first gain. I think it was in like late January. I was on a business trip and it was, um, it was like two pounds. I bawled my eyes out. I lost it. And like, it was two pounds after losing for like two months straight, yeah. I had gained two pounds and I was beside myself. And looking back, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, come on. But in that moment, nothing made me feel better. You could sit there and say like, it's okay. Like, it's just the scale, yada, yada. Like all the things that you want to say, all the things that I'm saying to my yeah. past self, nothing matters at that point, man. Yeah. I, I, I gained like when I first came back, in 2017, I gained my second week. I lost like over 14 pounds the first week. Yeah. And I guess my body was like, it's a little too much. So let's hold on to, I was like point five, point, I gained like point five or something, point four or something like that. It wasn't even like a significant gain. I think my body was just like, let's slow it down. I think that's a lot too soon. And um, I remember just being like, are you serious? Like I'm just finally getting in the right head space and, but, you know, and I think that's – and what I like, though, about WW now, they're trying to get away from the scale a little bit, you know, as far as, like, not putting your whole week into that, that moment. Because for a while, that's what it was. And I don't care what anybody yeah. says. That's Those meetings were what you did on that scale. Yeah, and, you know, I was lucky to have a good staff at mm -hmm. Weight Watchers, but – I have heard so many horror stories about people whose um, coaches or whatever they're called would be like, well, why'd you gain? And like make them feel like garbage yeah. for having like a, a gain. And, it, you know, you start to doubt yourself and that's where the downward spiral begins. And if they're like moving away from that, I respect that. I really do. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I'm, I've been lucky that I, well, first of all, I don't like the, this, the, uh, the atmosphere. I don't go back. Um, but I was very lucky that when we came, when I came back on Monday nights, um, my coach was awesome. The staff was awesome. And the same thing, like when we switched to Wednesday nights, the same thing. It's a lot of the same people I know. I uh, was from being there for a while, but yeah, they're, they're, they're focused. They focus more now on some other things. Of course, you know, it's a, it's a weight loss company and you know, the goal is to lose weight, but they're starting to tackle some of the other issues as to why people prone to gain weight like you know the mental aspect of it and um they have you embracing more healthy habits instead of just like okay the scale says this this week which is okay. a good thing I, I can respect that and i don't I, know if that's um, overall or just where i'm going but that's what i'm uh it, it makes it a lot better it sounds like you have the right people in place you it sounds like you have a really good support system and that makes the whole the, the whole difference whether you're doing yeah. weight watchers or you know just calorie counting macro counting whatever it might be even keto <laughs> whatever <laughs> you're doing as long as you have a good amount of support around you it makes such a difference I'm, and that's i'm very lucky to have that i have an amazing support system um and even my friends that are not doing ww that are on I've had weight loss surgery, keto. I mean, I have friends in every aspect of weight loss, and I, it's great because you learn things from them, And and but we're all in the same boat. We're all trying to get to that same spot. We're just taking different avenues, and um, exactly. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. No. I mean, what works for you is not going to work for me. It's not going to work for John or Jane or Mary, um, but it's. Uh, I, I love being able to learn from people, and that's brings the full circle back mm -hmm. here to – the community on Instagram has been such a big part of my overall journey. Like the people that I've met, the people that I've conversations with, and I'm super grateful for Instagram. Yeah, like I, I wholeheartedly feel like if I never made this Instagram, I wouldn't be here. I, I'm. I say it all the time too. Like I'm very grateful for that that community. I've met so many, and I've actually met people in real life. I've gone to meetups, and you meet these people, and it's 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 great. And I say the same thing. Like, I think that's really what's holding people together sometimes um, are these Instagram accounts. And, you know, the social media is good and bad, but I think that's the positive part um, uh, of that app and of social media. You know, it's not just uh, TikTok 
phases and trends and and all those things. There's actually some good stuff being put out there that you know people should pay attention to. There's still some real ones on here. Absolutely. So, what's Not, what's yeah. the future hold? What's 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 the plans going forward? Um, so, I'm actually working with a coach now. I never thought I would do this. Okay. Um, I went to a fitness expo, which is like, I went to a fitness expo. Like, <laughs> there's there's still things that like I do that I like say out loud. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I went to a fitness expo. Like, what? But anyway. I went to a fitness expo. It makes me sound so fitnessy, and uh, so so weird, dude. Hashtag but fitnessy. I, uh, fitness, very much fitnessy, very health. <laughs> um, I met um, a woman there named Kayla. She's a trainer, and um, I had been thinking about working with a coach for a little while because I really want to take my like muscle building to the next level, especially because. I'm having skin removal next year. Oh, okay. And I want my physique to be like amazing. <laughs> like I really want to work on building the booties because when they pull up the skin, like you lose some of what you got going on. <laughs> Basically, I'm so to summarize, I'm working with a coach who is helping me really make the most out of um, the macros that I'm counting and fueling my body properly and doing workouts with intention and getting ready for the skin removal surgery. So nice. that's, that's what's next right now from a fitness and, and, you know, wellness perspective, that's where I'm focused. Okay. I've, I've known a lot of people who had the skin removal surgery and are very happy with it. Um, and listen, you worked hard. You, you put nervous. a lot, you put a lot, uh, I mean, yeah, it's surgery, of course, everybody's nervous with that, but I mean, look at the, you put a lot of work, you put all this work in, I mean, to, and you should have the body that you want and deserve and that you work for. I mean, like you said, like you want, you want everything to be the way you want it. And that's, that's the next step, right? It's not necessarily the next step. Cause there are people that don't do that and that's okay. You know, I think for me, I, uh, I've been at this for a while and I think people don't realize that even though I'm only a year out from surgery, mm -hmm. I've been on my weight loss journey for like five years. Yes. So it's, it's been a road, man. And like, I've been working my off and I am like very much ready to see what's going on under there. Well, I remember like this is probably what a while ago when you first had lost a hundred pounds. You were at WW still. You were talking about it then. I remember you talking about uh, wanting when you were done to have the weight loss surgery. You had noticed a lot of loose skin even then, and and that's now you're yeah. years from that, and you know, and you've even made more progress. So. You know, I listen. The more power to you. It's it's it's, uh, it's inspiring and uh, it's it's great to watch. And I I really, I mean, since I've started following you, it's been really awesome to see your hope, your progress. And I'm glad you came back to Instagram because you you definitely are helping a lot of people and uh, showing people Thanks. that this can be done. It can be done, and no matter what road you take to get there, no matter what works for you, and, and that's something that's so important is. Like you have to find what works for you. And, and people say like, what do you do? Like I'll gladly post, you know, how I'm working out and what I'm eating, but like you got to fine tune that yeah. to what's sustainable for you in your day to day. Absolutely. And if you're, if you can't do that like every day and truly make it a lifestyle, then please don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we go, you want to plug anything? Um, plug anything. Yeah. Anything you want to uh, plug? Pluggies. Uh, I don't know. Feel free to give me a follow if you want to see my new journey with my trainer and, you know, some of the strength gains that I'm making and uh, the road to my skin removal surgery. And uh, if you haven't tried dive bars yet, code Megan's mission will save you 22%. I literally have one that I've been <laughs> wanting to, I've been wanting to eat it this whole time, but I didn't want to chew in everyone's ear. <laughs> And yeah, you're definitely, I mean, and here's the thing. Megan's not just selling dive bars. She's been eating dive bars for years, even yes, before she was an ambassador. Yes. So definitely go check that out. Uh, Megan, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I had a blast thank and uh, we'll definitely have you on again soon um, for an update and everything. Can't wait till that happens. Hell yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, I want to thank everybody who joined us live on Instagram, live on Facebook. Over at, uh, well, Instagram's at Comic Anthony D. Facebook's the Facebook page. 
We are played in and out each week by Hollow and their single Something to Believe. My best friend Nick wrote this song. You can check it out over on iTunes while you're there. His new band Demon Scar, they're dropping new music like crazy. Check him out, demonscar.bandcamp.com. Only one place to go for your deli needs, Long Island. That's Finn's Deli, 4646 Merrick Road in Massapequa. Tell my brother Mike you heard the plug on the show. And get yourself an Uncle Cheese, the best sandwich out there. Not because it's named after me. It really is that good. Check it out, finsdeli.com. Like I said in the beginning of the episode, a bonus episode was recorded yesterday. It's at patreon.com slash Podcast. Check it out. As always, the podcast is available at anchor.fm slash Podcast. And also, five-star rate and review, please, on iTunes, on Spotify. Five-star rate and review. I love sharing those reviews. Love posting them on social media and bragging about the best podcast listeners out there. That's you guys. Once again, I want to thank everybody who joined us live, everybody listening at home on your podcast listening devices. This has been episode 236. I will talk to you later. <laughs>